When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Good idea after you've had a few. That's this show. Riding in my car. And I'm listening to the radio. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names would mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink and I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Bell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. no. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta! Can you believe this? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man, we have a lot to talk about, don't we? After hearing that a second interview with Bill Belichick is happening with our Atlanta Falcons. But before we talk about that, Mike, we got to lay out the facts. And I think this is important because there's a lot of hearsay, a lot of rumors. You know, I don't start them. I just talk about them once they're out. About how this procedure is going to happen. And many of you today are hearing this news and you're going, Dukes and Bell, first of all, no. Secondly, they're going to hire this guy today, aren't they? And the answer is no. They're not. They can't. The NFL will not allow it, okay? So through the years as we've gone through the Rooney Rule, and for those of you who are not familiar with this, this came up from the Rooney, Rooney family who own the Pittsburgh Steelers in trying to diversify and create an equal hiring uh, field for minority coaches in the NFL, and it's changed over the years. But mm-hmm. where we currently are, not to get into all of that, but where we currently are is, Mike, every team that has an opening, including our Falcons, regardless of what happens with this second interview with Bill Belichick, has to interview at least two minority candidates or a woman, okay, right. that qualifies in person. I want you to hear me. In person. Which means that process cannot start until next week. The new timetable for this is, Mike, division round plays out. We get the NFC and AFC championship games on tap. We know who's going to play, but that procedure doesn't start. And so I want to make sure that people understand this before we get into losing our minds about right. Bill Belichick today. But again, look, I think most fans still would say, yes, the process does have to play out per the NFL rules, and we get that. But you know, maybe Arthur Blank's already made up his mind, and unfortunately the, the Rooney rule becomes window dressing. 
you know, as it's had in many other hires around the league. Well, here's a, here's an example of that, okay? And, and I'm not going to say it's window dressing. I want to believe and I want to take to heart that these these teams are trying to do what they need to do for the rule and, and the spirit of the rule. but the and, ra- and, the, and the bare minimum, just not to interrupt, is to also give minority candidates more opportunities, number one, for the interview process. Sure, so sure. if they don't get hired this time, the second time around, they're ready to go. Like, for instance, we interviewed Brian Johnson today, whose stock, i got to be honest, took a nosedive no. with the Eagles offense as no. the Eagles OC, but he is, as part of the Rooney Rule, getting that experience. I totally agree. Uh, and, and he's not getting the job. i just tell you right now. Right. Okay? He may be on the way to the airport, great, whatever, or Zoom, however they did it. I think it's Zoom. He's not getting the job. Here's the deal, though, Mike. The other part of this is like the Raiders. The Raiders have already, all right, did their qualifying interviews by, by interviewing two guys that are out of work, okay, one of them, Leslie Frazier, and neither one of them under contract. So the other part of this, guys, is anybody the Falcons wants to interview that currently is either playing or under contract, they have to wait until next week. This isn't over. And I just don't want everybody freaking out. I get it, and we're going to dive in because – I said, remember the first thing I said is, who gets second interviews? This is the first of a second interview. And we but, still don't have Ben Johnson hasn't had his first, correct. You know, for instance. And we talked about uh, Antonio under, Pierce. Right. He's under contract. Correct. That can start next week. So let's get that out there and just understand that premise. I'm not telling you not to believe what you want to believe because Mike said it. Many of you believe that this thing is already potentially done. But I don't. I don't think that's the case, and I think they'll have more interviews. I think they'll have more conversations with people. And then, Mike, there'll be some second interviews beyond Belichick, and we don't know what that's going to look like. Right. So, again, uh, earlier today, Ian Rappaport talking about a second interview forthcoming for uh, Belichick. Josina Anderson saying that he hears, she hears that uh, Rich McKay, and, and the, you talked about this earlier in the week, the fact that you know Rich is an OG in the NFL, that he has a relationship with Belichick and they could possibly coexist. So, you know, if, if nothing else, media is getting little crumbs to prepare the ground if, in fact, it is going to be Belichick. But maybe we get lucky and maybe Antonio Pierce comes in here and he's always a Hail Mary and they, they, he wins Arthur Blank over. It's happened before. You've seen it. And part of the reason, you know, the Rooney and the Tomlin interview and how the Tomlin just blew them away. They said, this is the guy. And people are like, is he really qualified? He's, does he have the experience? Yes, let's go. I'm with you. So let's hope maybe that's, that happens. Maybe Ben Johnson could be that guy. But in the meantime, everybody's kind of leaning it's 90% Belichick right now. All right, here's the other thing that I think is very important. Who's in the interview? Terry Fontenot is in the interview. Rich McKay's in the interview. Arthur Blank's in the interview. There are other people that you are not aware of in that front office that are in this interview. This is not Arthur Blank in a big chair sitting across from Bill Belichick. Terry Fontenot's in these interviews. And I want to make that clear because, as Mike and I have said, we feel like he has been somewhat marginalized by not being showed up, or, or not showing up, should I say, mm-hmm. for the presser that, you know, it was the, the firing of, of the head coach and why is the GM not there. But he is involved. And so that is important as we move forward. Now, Mike, I don't know what that means for him if this hire happens, yeah, I mean, but he's involved. That's the thing. You know, you, you might be interviewing the guy who's going to fire you or make you irrelevant because Belichick certainly has got a lot of folks in his rich history in the NFL that could come in and do Terry's job. Unless, of course, you know, unless, you know, Arthur, you know, I don't know, does it come up in the conversation? Hey, you know, we didn't have him at the uh, press conference. We fired Arthur Smith. And a lot of the community really likes to see Terry Fontenot involved in this process. And, yeah. You know, in a, in a city with a lot of African-American fans, regardless, I'm a, I don't care who you are. He's done a really good job in free agency. We've been led to believe some of the things you may feel a little questionable about in the draft were maybe beyond his control, Carl, and it was Arthur Smith. So I don't have a problem with Terry Fontenot sticking around. If, if, that could co- if he could coexist, if it was going to be a rookie you know, coach, sure. I would have no, then you know Terry Fontenot is going to be here. But when you bring in a guy with the gravitas of a Belichick or even a Harbaugh, then you got to say, well, you know, Fontenot's days might be numbered. Here's why I don't have a beef with Fontenot. Um, 
and this has been since, I don't know, week nine or whatever, when we started talking about the possibility of a regime change. It's Dukes and Bell. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are talking about former Patriots coach Bill, Bill Belichick having a second interview with the Falcons and what that means and understanding the rules that are in place that don't mean the Falcons are hiring him today or tomorrow, okay? But, Mike, Fontenot got you the players you needed. It's not his fault that those players weren't used and you didn't succeed. It is the general manager's task right. to get the players you want. Mike, you tell me what kind of guys you like. Mike says, I like big guys. I want fast guys. I want strong guys. I go get those guys, and now it's your job. And that job fell into the hands of Arthur Smith. He had, and you can tell me, oh, it's hand in hand. It's not hand in right. hand. His job during the season is to make sure that they have money to spend to, to cover injuries if they happen, to make sure that they can go pick up potential free agents if need be. This is during the season. But in the offseason, he did everything Arthur Smith wanted him to do, and it's not his fault that this didn't work. Now, Mike, that's where I'm at. I know a lot of people may feel differently, but that's why I have no beef with, with Terry Fontenot. Fontenot should be given a chance to continue to build here, and let's see where this goes. But I thought he gave the guy he need, what he needed, and he didn't succeed. Yeah. Now, again, Bergeron, whoever was scouting you know, Bergeron at guard, that's a, that's a positive because they got that right. That's, that's a nice piece of the offensive line. You know, if, if – the reports we got were accurate that Arthur Smith was the driving force on pits and all these skill position guys when we could have gone a myriad of ways, you know, then you really can't blame Terry Fontenot for that. You know, you will have to have fun at, you know, Marcus Davenport you know, <laughs> with the Saints, you know, and Mickey Loomis, that's one where, you know, you would think Sean Payton would have to say, no, it was kind of like from what I've heard from Bobby Bear. It's almost like you get one, I get one. You get one. And Mickey Loomis would gamble, and he would screw up some of his. So some of those would really turn to crap. And Sean Payton's like, why did we do that? When that's really not the piece to put us over the top and waste the last good years of Drew Brees. And they so, did, didn't right. they? But, that's, but again, so, but some people always feel like, well, in some, in some organizations, general managers got the juice. In others, it really is a partnership for here for the Falcons since forever. It's been this weird coexistence where they report to Rich McKay. 404-726-0929. All of this may mean nothing to you. And you may be sitting there going, Dukes and Bell, I love y'all. But this is Bill Belichick they're about to hire. I don't care if it's a week, two weeks, six weeks. You may feel that way, and that's perfectly fine. I told you guys when this process started, what I was hearing and what that was was this is his job if he wanted it. It's a match made in hell. I don't know how this is going to work. Mike and I will yeah. wait to hear what, what the situation as far as the pecking order and all of that. But what I do know is that everybody is in on this interview, this second interview. Mm-hmm. And it will be in person, and, and we'll see what comes out of it. But Mike's right. That doesn't mean that any of these guys that we have talked about won't wow the owner or potentially be a better candidate through the interview process. Right. I mean, look, three of the last four years in New England are under 500, you know, eight and nine, four and 13. And we've talked about, you know, as – if it look, if it is Belichick, look, it's like fighting City Hall. The die is cast. We'll pivot. There you go. Right now, we know it's our guy. And then the questions are: How are we playing the quarterback thing? Are we free agent going that going that route? Are we going to draft? That's where you get nervous about some of the personnel moves. Look, I get it. When you've had the history the Falcons had, some guys have said, to me, it's a loser mentality argument. Well, who are we to thumb our nose at Bill Belichick? You're not getting Bill Belichick in his prime. You're getting this Bill Belichick and a lot of cronies who maybe don't have their fastball either. Coming up, we have the eighth overall pick. Now, we may or may not stay there. But for the purposes of this conversation with Dane Brugler, we will talk about what we could do at eight and who does he have going at the top of this draft. 
He is one of the best draft guys out there, and he's already got his first mock done. We'll talk to him next from The Athletic on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Dukes and Bell. We are talking plenty about the second interview with Bill Belichick with our Atlanta Falcons. But this news just out as well. Uh, former Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, senior offensive analyst and quarterbacks coach at USC, expected to interview for the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator's job. Now, Mike, we don't know, and our next guest has got probably more insight into what may happen here, but do they keep that first overall pick and pick Caleb Williams? Or do they keep Justin Fields? Either way. That's intriguing because, as you mentioned, he was tied to Antonio Pierce there for at least two days this week in the rumor mill that he would go along for whatever job Antonio Pierce took. That would be a nice feather in the cap of the Bears, man. I I agree. That's an upgrade at OC. All right, Dane Brugler is here, draft analyst for The Athletic. Check out his latest mock draft at The Athletic. I love your work, Dane, first and foremost. Appreciate it. Uh, As we in this city are already in this mode, and that is how do we move forward and what are we going to do? Now, we have to hire a coach, but let's talk about – what you have the Falcons potentially doing in your first mock draft at eight, even with the news that we're hearing, you know, Chicago, whether they're going to be in the business of trading that first pick or not. What do you think we're doing and and what position are you looking at? Yeah, you know, it's funny. The Falcons are now the betting favorite for Bill Belichick uh, in Vegas. So uh, Mm -hmm. something something to monitor there. Uh, But, yeah, when it comes to the draft, picking at number eight, um, obviously the coaching staff needs to get put in place first. But regardless – quarterback is has to be the priority this offseason what are you going to do to get better at the most important position on your roster 
And, uh, you know, you mentioned my mock draft came out this week. It's a two-rounder. And uh, Falcons fans, I got a lot of favorable feedback from them uh, based off of the results. At eight, having going Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from LSU. And then second round, going Jalen Polk, the wide receiver uh, from uh, Washington. So, you know, you get better on offense with these two picks. Uh, I think this is an offense that is ready to go. You have an offensive line that uh, I think is in the top half of the league. You have offensive weapons. Um, but, you know, you can get better at receiver. You need a, a more established number two, whether they do go that route in free agency or if they try to draft and develop that guy. Um, obviously, at running back, uh, you feel pretty strong. It's just, okay, who's going to be the point guard at quarterback? And I think it'd be a lot of fun. Drop Jane Daniels into that mix and see what he can do. Um, I, now, will he be there at eight? Could he be off the board in the first seven picks? Certainly. that That's part of this uh, – as we go through the draft process, teams that will be picking in the first seven picks will figuring that out. The Patriots at three have a need at quarterback. The Giants at six potentially could be looking at a quarterback like Jaden Daniels. So for the Falcons to sit at eight, they don't necessarily control everything. They might have to make a move if they really want one of these quarterbacks. But it's at least one of those scenarios where if Jaden Daniels were on the board, he would make a lot of sense there for Atlanta at eight. Yeah, I love that idea. I think a lot of uh, Falcon fans definitely put some fannies in the seats and be excited about it. Dane Brugler, I base my drafts, Carl, on his teachings. <laughs> Do a lot of mock drafts. Uh, is, is what we're talking quarterbacks, because perhaps to your point, we'd have to trade up into the top five. Is it just a done deal? Now, combine aside, combine will sort of separate the men from the boys, but Drake May is like the can't-miss guy at two? No, I mean, you can't rule out anything with these first two picks because I think Caleb Williams is the overwhelming favorite to go number one. Um, I, I think that the Bears will end up trading Justin Fields. Uh, but, you know what, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And, uh, you know, not all not all uh, these teams are dead set on, hey, Caleb's one and then, you know, Drake's two. It's, it's kind of a 1A, 1B, and some teams differ on what the order is of these two guys. And so – um, I, I don't. I, we can't put it in pen just yet that Caleb Williams will be that number one overall pick, or that he'll be the first quarterback off the board. Uh, but where we are right now, we're in the middle of January. I think it's fair to say that Caleb is the favorite, and we'll see how the the process plays out. Both of these guys are really promising prospects. The goal of drafting a quarterback in the top five, top top ten, is not to draft the next Patrick Mahomes. That's just not mm-hmm. realistic. The, the goal should be. Can we draft a guy that we feel will be a top 10 quarterback at some time in, in his rookie contract? You know, will he get there? Now, a guy like C.J. Stroud's gotten there a lot quicker than I think anybody thought. But, you know, that, that is the goal with, the, with one of these early picks. And so I think with both Caleb Williams and Drake May, they have that potential to be a top 10 quarterback at some point in the next three to four years. How many receivers go in the top 10 or 15? I, I'm looking at this three. Or do three go in the top ten? Because if they do, that right. means these quarterbacks are going to be there potentially for the Falcons, and I'm just worried about that. But what do you think, Dan? Mm-hmm. What do you think? In this scenario, I had three coming off the board in the first six. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, from Ohio State at number three to the Patriots. Um, you know, he's you, you never say the words can't miss when it comes to the draft, but uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is pretty darn close. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Larry Fitzgerald coming out just with the, the way he plays. The, he's big and he's athletic and uh, you know, has the physical traits, but more importantly, uh, the route running, the way he slows the ball down at the catch point, makes these adjustments. It's just really all, it's all natural for him. Um, he's, he's off the board there at three. Number four, Malik Neighbors um, uh, to the Cardinals. It, it, he's another guy that just doesn't have limitations with the way he plays. And if you want to get more explosive on offense, 
Malik Neighbors is your guy. He led all of college football last year with 34 catches of 20-plus yards. And then I have Roma Dunze um, at number six, the Giants, another guy that you think can come in, be a number one type of receiver. Reminds me a lot of Amari Cooper uh, over there in Cleveland. Uh, plays really well through contact. He's a big guy, but he's a good athlete as well. Quarterback friendly. So, you know, these three receivers, I think, are going to be in high demand early. And it'll be interesting, you know, if you're a team like the Giants, who, you know, they have Daniel Jones. But, you know, is it uh, should we draft maybe the number one receiver and give Daniel Jones another chance? Or do we go with the quarterback and just, you know, take the Band-Aid off and uh, go for the change right away? It is a Dane Brugler, guys, a draft analyst for The Athletic. The latest mock draft is up there at The Athletic. Again, we still have, as Dane just said, a lot of work to be done, the combine and the pro days and all that. But one guy that seems like a can't-miss dude, you've got him going to the Chargers, is Brock Bowers. And I know they've got some cap issues, but wouldn't that be something if Harbaugh is there and the kind of offensive things you could do with Herbert and Bowers? Oh, it would be it'd be a home run. Um, and, and Brock Bowers, yeah, he is a tight end on the roster. That's how he's listed. But he's more offensive weapon because you can line him up out wide in the slot as a true wide receiver, and he do just fine. He can get open. He wins at the catch point. Uh, but you can also reduce him to uh, inside and, and let him play in line, let him play attached, and he can block. He can get out in space. Um, so I think it's you know that's kind of the same, a similar conversation with Kyle Pitts is you can't consider him as just a tight end. He's much more than that. And the Chargers, you know, no mystery, they need to get better. Uh, on offense, add more explosiveness, more skill talent. And I think Brock Bowers would do that, even though five five overall seems a little early for a tight end, but the talent is there. And the impact he can make on that offense, I I think, makes it worth it at that point. We're talking with Dane Brugler, guys. Check him out. The Athletic, he covers the NFL draft, and he is all over it. He's already put out his first mock draft. Uh, Surprises in this first mock draft. What was it or what did you put in there that might surprise people when they go, ah, is that really going to happen? I I think that, you know, maybe some of these guys are um, more well-liked by NFL teams. Because, you know, a mock draft, this this mock draft I put out, it's it's not my rankings. It's not necessarily my opinion of the players. This is based on what I'm hearing from teams and who they really like. So, you know, the first cor- cornerback off the board is um, an Alabama corner, but not, not Kool-Aid McKinstry, Terry on Arnold, who oh. a lot of teams feel is the top corner in this draft, the top defensive tackle off the board in this scenario, Byron Murphy, the second from Texas, uh, who a lot of teams are really excited about, um, you know, Brian Thomas uh, jr. The wide receiver from LSU, the you know, quote unquote other receiver uh, coming out of LSU this year. He is, uh, a lot of teams are really high on him. It might not just be those top three guys. It might be four in that top tier with the way that some teams talk about Brian Thomas Jr. And then I think the you know the big question will be, let's just say that Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jane Daniels are the first three quarterbacks drafted. Who is that fourth quarterback and how early will he come off the board? Because, you know, we've got plenty of teams, especially once you get into the teams, Minnesota, Denver, uh, Vegas, the Saints, a lot of these teams that could use a quarterback, do they like any of these guys enough uh, to take them at that point? And I'm talking about J.J. McCarthy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just coming off a 27-1 uh, career at Michigan, including a national title. Uh, does he have enough on the resume? Uh, we, on paper, he does in terms of the, you know what he's done uh, as the quarterback of that team. But in terms of pushing the ball downfield and putting enough on tape to make you feel good about him being a franchise guy for an NFL team – is there enough out there? I think for some teams there will be, for some teams there won't. 
Uh, and then also Bo Nix and Michael Penix, um, Oregon and Washington. How early do they come off the board? Is it the first round? I think opinions are so split on these quarterbacks that it's really going to be interesting, uh, starting with the Senior Bowl here in a few weeks. Both Penix and uh, uh, Bo Nix will be at the Senior Bowl, then the Combine, then the workouts. How the, the narratives will change, especially with those two quarterbacks. And obviously, the physicals are going to be the huge. That's everyone's going to be on those knees when they're looking at him. He'll be under like a fine tooth comb at the combine. Right. But Bo, it's it's tough for guys in the southeast because Bo Nix looks so average at Auburn, and obviously blew it up out there in the Pac-12. Right, and you know, I think on one hand, you have to give him credit for kind of reimagining himself, you know, in a different spot. Sometimes all you need is that change of scenery. You know, that could be the case with a guy like Justin Fields. The Bears might trade him, and he could end up being a Pro Bowl player elsewhere with a change of scenery. Uh, but one thing that you know bothers me when I watch no, Bo Nix and really study his game is just it's just a lot of quick game. And so the ball, he gets rid of the ball quicker than any other quarterback in college football. So a lot of underneath routes, um, the ball is out of his hand. They make it really easy on him. And once we get to the NFL, it's you know it's not quite that easy. And so I think that transition, even though he's an older guy, played a lot of football. I think that transition to the NFL might be a little a little more rocky than uh, what you would think for a guy that's been a five-year starter at college football. And just real quick, Dane, uh, we're always looking for edge rushers. This franchise has been looking for one for years. Uh, I, I see you got like three or four guys. Who, who are the top edge rushers for you in this draft and anybody that may slip out to the second round? Yeah, I think this is an, um, kind of a strange edge rusher class because we don't have that Will Anderson in this group. You know, the the top five, no doubt about it. No Miles Garrett, no Bosa brothers, Chase Young, any, anybody like that. But there are some quality pass rushers in the first round. I think it starts with three guys, Dallas Turner from Alabama, um, Liatu Latu from UCLA, and then um, Jared Verse from Florida State. Uh, Dallas Turner, he is a freaky dude. Uh, he, he moves like a linebacker, but he plays like a defensive end because he can play the run. He can bend the edge as, as, a, as a pass rusher. Uh, Latu is it's kind of like John Wick. You know, he's not physically <laughs> imposing necessarily, but he just has that killer instinct. And the way that, you know, he uses his technique, his hands, uh, to break down the rhythm of blockers and get to the quarterback, it's it's really, really impressive. And then Jared Verse uh, brings a little bit of both because he is uh, physically uh, impressive, but he has power, especially the speed to power, the way he can uh, use that momentum off the edge is, is pretty impressive. But I think after those three guys, there is a little bit of a drop-off, and it, it thins out the edge class. And so if you don't get one of those three guys or a few others that – you know, you like Chop Robinson from Penn State, a solid player, uh, more of a, a raw player that's growing into the player he's going to be. Uh, Braylon Trace from Washington, but that's more of a day two player. So once you get past those top three edge rushers, it does thin out a little bit, and you're kind of crossing your fingers that maybe the guy you would want would still be there in the second round. Dane, great stuff, man. Uh, can't wait to continue our conversations with you as more and more comes out and we learn more about the guys that are going to be in this upcoming draft. Dane Brugler, guys, check him out on The Athletic and check out the latest mock draft. Dane, have a great day. Anytime. Thanks, guys. Cool. Yeah, man. Uh, good stuff because uh, there's going to be a lot of that conversation. And, you know, as much as it, I keep saying, Mike, we got to get this coach right. We got to get that right. Yes. We cannot blow this first pick, whether we're moving up to go get a quarterback, whether we're staying at eight, whatever the circumstances are, we've got to improve. And more importantly, we got to get the right guy. We all can agree right now, right? Mm. We all want a quarterback? Yeah. We all can agree? It's just a matter of how are we going to do it. I mean, you know, the, the thing about the, the Bears makes it so compelling is if they go Caleb Williams, then do you want a piece of Justin Fields? And then can you fix him and then pay him that money?
All right, coming up, we're going to hit some headlines. Last night, Hawks found a way. Go, DJ. That's my DJ. He pulled it out last night. Also, the latest on the head head coaching searches around the NFL. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 929, the game. Go, DJ. Yep. To hit the game winner last night was sweet. DeJounte Murray, we'll let you hear what Trey had to say about that final play. Also, Quinn Snyder. We needed it, Mike. We needed a win. Uh, I didn't know I didn't know if we'd be able to pull it out, but they found a way to get it done. <laughs> and we held the Magic to 104 points. Hey! hey, hey, hey. That's great. Banchero, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that dude, you know, he had that three late. I thought we're, we're curtains. Done. I thought done. that momentum had gone the other way. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a hey, uh, – Every journey, Carl, begins with a single step towards defense. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Hey, uh, more on Bill Belichick getting a second interview with the Falcons. If you're just joining us, we're trying to be as clear as possible and not get everybody all anxious because we know you are. They're not going to hire him today. Not going to hire him tomorrow, right? Nothing's going to happen until potentially mm-hmm. next week at the earliest, guys. I don't even like, I don't think that happens next week because right. of the process in which they have to bring in, you know, and, and physically face-to-face interview two minority candidates for the job. Um, a lot of these guys they want to talk to are still under contract, and they can't do that until, the, until next week. So let's just pump our brakes for a second and say, hey, what does it mean for Belichick to automatically get this second interview? Well, it means he's not under contract. It means he's a free agent. And right. so they can do this. They could do it with Harbaugh. He's not under contract in the NFL. So if you hear that, fine. But it doesn't immediately mean that they're going to hire him. Mike, 
But I think a lot of people are so into the fact that yeah. this is the guy that Arthur Blank wants. Right, and I look, I, I believe they're going to hire Bill Belichick right now, if you ask me. I think I, I really would love to see some of these guys we talked about earlier who haven't spoken yet, like Ben Johnson or maybe even Antonio Pierce, be able to throw kind of a Hail Mary and get it. But, you know, and maybe that happens. Maybe we get lucky and they, and they blow his, uh, their socks off. Or Harbaugh somehow gets a second interview. But, you know, you just it just feels like this was preordained to be Belichick. And I just think it's a big mistake. Uh, I, I said on Twitter today, I got another videos up there at 92.9 The Game. I'm just, you know, I'm just my spidey sense. I just don't like it. I think we're going ah! the background. Yeah, I want a <laughs> I want a hardball. Hey, look, the good news is, you know, this team wasn't drafted by Bill Belichick. We do have some really good pieces. So, you know, Bill Belichick, guys, he is, you realize, Carl and I were just talking during the commercial break. In the last 10 seasons, the Patriots have only drafted one guy who's gone on to a Pro Bowl, and that was one season for Jamie Collins in 2015 after being drafted in 2013. So that would be an indication for most football fans that perhaps the personnel department isn't what it was because some of those guys left and went to other organizations. I'll give credit to guys like Dimitrov, who certainly was really good at his job in the Patriots organization, Scott Pioli, et cetera. But Belichick, to me, you, you're, you're looking for something which is in the past to get somehow reignited here. You know, And unless you get a time machine, I just don't see you guys getting the outcome you think you're going to get. For me, I, I, even if it happens – which is obviously very possible. I, I still want to know who's hiring. For me, it's about who else he's bringing in. It, it, we act like Belichick's going to do all this. He's not doing all of this, okay? He's going to bring in his staff, and I need to see what that looks right. like for me if we get to that point. We may or may not, but this is certainly a positive step right. if you believe that, you know, hey, this is what Arthur Blank wants, and, you know, you're getting a second interview. But I just think that they're going to interview a bunch of guys between now and the final hiring and I think there are going to be some other guys that you might be surprised to get second interviews. And then there are going to be some guys you might not be as surprised. This is one. Did anybody think that he wasn't going to get a second interview? And people think that the Dallas job, somehow that correlates like, oh, well, the right. Dallas job didn't open, so here we go. Now Belichick is coming back. And I said, I told you guys last week, earlier this week maybe, um, this whole notion that it's his job if he wants it. But it only may happen if he doesn't. Another job doesn't open up that he wants, and maybe comes back to the Falcons. I, I don't know how this is going to shake out. But Mike, I get, I, I get the emotion because people mm-hmm. are hitting me up and they're going nuts. I don't want this to happen, Dukes. Well, guess what? Mr. Blank's going to make that decision ultimately, guys. Right. And look, does it smack of desperation? And I understand the arguments. A bunch of guys hit us up on Twitter, follow us, and put them up. See Dukes on Mike Bell ATL. And guys are saying, you know, well, you know, we've tried all these younger guys, up and comers, and it hasn't worked. Yeah, because you drafted the wrong guys. Correct. And you also, you know, I just, I'm going to talk about it more in the show a little bit later. Looking at the numbers, when we held on to Dan Quinn in too long, 19, 20, there were coaches that you should have hired that were out there, like Matt LaFleur, who we should have hired as an OC, by the way, after the 17th season. Matt LaFleur and Zach Taylor up in Cincinnati. It also shows you how difficult it is to find the right coach when I go through a list of some of these guys who were hired, Carl, the last five or six years. Absolutely. This hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. For family, friends, and fun, visit mancavestore.com. Big O. Handling both duties today. Turtle's going to be on after we get off tonight at 7. Filling in for John Tuckery, so make sure you stick around for that. But that's why he's not here today. But, oh, we appreciate you uh, pushing all the buttons and knowing everything that you do, man. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. We've got more coming up in our NFL Blitz. But last night, Hawks found a way to get it done. And Trey Young talked about that final play. Well, I mean, when we got the when the ball went in, the first thing I think about is if we have a timeout or not, and if we're going to go. And so, I looked up real quick, saw we had a timeout, and saw that they were pressuring, and thought we were just going to call a timeout. And uh, Quinn actually was telling the ref timeout, and uh, he didn't hear him. And uh, I mean, the refs weren't hearing a lot of people all game, so uh, it worked in our favor there. 
and uh, you didn't hear him, and they, we got the ball to DJ, and DJ did his thing. So, 17-footer at the buzzer, mm. and ball game! It was exciting, and uh, the Hawks, again, we keep talking about building on it, and that's what we're hoping. Quinn Snyder, by the way, Mike, was talking about how this all worked out late in the game. This hasn't really been our thing this year. No. These late-game situations. No, generally, if you've been watching the Hawks, we tend to, in the last uh, two or three minutes, we almost did it the other night. Exactly. To uh, to San Antonio on MLK Day. With Wimby in town. All right, here's Quinn Snyder. I thought Trey and DJ um, playing off each other late. Uh, They were poised. And we were able to defend late. By the way, a good day for Okongwu. 15 points and nine boards. That was a solid Carl and his effort. Bogey was better, 12 points. But again, we're really only playing eight guys. And that's gonna that's also gonna hurt us. That's why, if nothing mm. else, Carl, at the trade deadline, we gotta get some more bodies in whatever we're gonna do because you can't keep going like this. We're missing DeAndre, whatever DeAndre Hunter is, you're missing the body out there. No doubt about it, guys. Uh Hawks last night, that was Orlando. Tomorrow mm. they take on Miami. At Miami, on the road, 7.30 pregame tip is at 8 right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And again, we have all the divisional games. We are your home for the NFL, guys, happening on on Saturday and Sunday. They're on WAOK on Saturday, Sunday right here at uh, 2.30. All right, let's hear from Gerard Mayo, Mike, because this is a discussion a lot of people are having. And I think he did a really good job in his presser yesterday saying definitively, I am not Bill Belichick nor am I going to coach or be like Bill Belichick because you can't. There's only one. But Gerard Mayo was talking about uh, how much it means to be the first black head coach in New England. I learned a lot at at Optum about diversity, right, about diversity and inclusion. And you better believe it, being the first black coach here in New England means a lot to me. But those guys taught me you have to take ideas from other people, black, white, green, yellow, really doesn't matter, old, young, One thing you'll notice about me in our interaction as we continue to go is I don't like echo chambers. I want people around me that are going to question my ideas or question the way we have done things in the past. Because realistically, this game's a lot different than when I I was drafted in 2008. Hey, can we hire Gerard Mayo? (laughs) That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. Now, hey. Now, now, here's the thing, though. Could that be the kiss of death? Because that's the best introductory press conference you and I have talked about in the last four or five years. We've heard some real clunkers out there. No doubt, Mike. But but it's reco- – Love the mission statement. It's, yes, it's recognizing that this is – This is not the game it used to be. Yes, and he's 37. This isn't what it was when I was in the league, and he right. just got out the league. So, uh, did he say – my ears are ringing – that he wants to listen to other people with other ideas and right. people to have input – and not have an echo chamber. That's the best thing I've heard all week. Bingo. That's I love it. And that that's I think that was part of Dan Quinn's downfall. I agree. 100%. For those who know and follow this team, that was that was a lot of the DQ's issues. Um like Arthur we only had a 3-year sample size of Arthur Smith. I just think Arthur just made things too complicated. You know, play, guys Offense love play. didn't work. Guys love playing well, for him, but it, it, I mean just didn't we, work. We, yeah, we didn't score enough points. No. I'm not going to say it didn't work, but the not working part of it was not us right. not scoring enough points. Guys, let's be honest. If Arthur Smith scored points and we still lost the way we did and we were in these games, yeah. you'd feel a lot differently. But I just think it all it all snowballed. Either way, Mike, you're absolutely right. Uh that's Gerard Mayo. He's impressive. That's he, impressive. He wasn't done though. What about hiring his coordinators, which to me, okay, everybody's talking about the head coach. You guys can do that. That's great. I want to see what the staff looks like because I've seen this 8 million times before. Gerard Mayo answered that question. I think titles are important. And I know no knock to Coach Belichick, who has been a huge mentor to me over the years as a player and as a colleague. What I would say is I believe titles are important, outward looking. 
But as far as in the building, I don't care what your title is. It's what's your job? What value do you bring to the organization? You guys wonder why this guy got hurt? Right. You wonder why Kraft loved this guy? Why well, in his contract he was going to be the coach when Belichick left. And gave him more money, Mike, to stay when he could have left two years ago. He could have left two years ago. So we'll see. I'm not telling you that the Patriots are back in a 20-year reign. We probably will never see that. What I'm saying is if you're going to hire a guy, you got to feel good about it. And that's why they felt good about hiring Gerard Mayo. Hey, it's our uh, headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Don't just live. Live well. We are going to continue to talk about what's going on around the NFL with the head coaching searches. And the biggest one that shocked everybody last night, Mike, was the Dallas Cowboys and their decision. We're going to talk about it when we come back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.